I'm consistently consistent. We should but, um, start the podcast because we should. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna do the intro this week, or are you gonna make me do it again? I feel like I should just make you do it forever, and that's just be our shtick. No, I'm not okay with this. Listen, <laughs> my vacation is off to a shitty start. You do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Inconsistently Consistent Podcast. My name is Melanie. My name is Rachel. And we are fighting over who does the intro. Yes, because apparently this is our shtick now. We did it last week. We're doing it this week. Probably do it for weeks to come. Many, many a week to come. Yes, all the weeks to come. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to be talking about coming on this podcast. Why, Rachel? Because we're talking about Harry Potter. Because this is not... those have many (laughs) underage characters. This is not the sex episode. So we will not be talking about coming. No, that is an episode that will be coming to a podcast provider near you. Sure. At some point. (laughs) In the future. In the future, it will be coming while you are coming. No, please don't do that. I'm, I'm not consenting to that. Consent is important, and I'm not consenting to that. No, I'm not consenting to that either. Don't come. Rachel just sounded like she was consenting to no, that. No. But I'm, you see I'm, how she took that back? And you can take back your consent at any time, the more you know. Just because you say yes one time doesn't mean it's always yes. Consent is important. That's our yes. PSA for today. Keep checking in. Yes. That's why people say yes so much during sex. That's why. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, Melanie, I guess I should ask, do you consent to start this podcast? Um, you know, I was a little iffy, but I'm a little nervous. I was like, this is my first time talking about things on the internet uh, in the Harry Potter realm. So, no, I'm going to go for it. Yes. Okay, perfect. So, you, we, I have Melanie's to... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have Melanie's consent. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. So, we're going to get started. Harry Potter, the boy who lived, come to die. <laughs> but not to come. Not, <laughs> not that type of coming. <laughs> not coming. <laughs> not the come coming type. <laughs> no. But yes, Harry Potter. Let's get into it. What is Harry Potter? Melanie, explain to the lovely people, what is Harry Potter? A boy. Who lived. (laughs) And then died. And then died. And then then he lived again. And then he beat a guy with no nose. And he's Jesus, basically. He's Wizard Jesus. (laughs) He is Wizard Jesus. He died, then he lived. No, wait. No, no, opposite. Sorry. He lived, then he died, then he lived. He died Again. for her sins mm-hmm. and gave everybody the sins of the wizarding world. I actually took a course in Mon, my undergrad, uh, mm-hmm. about uh, pop culture and religion. And we talked about how uh, JK Rowling, Rowling, whatever you want to say, um, had Christian ideologies and stuff put into the Harry Potter books and Harry is kind of like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. There's also the same thing about uh, the Narnia series, C.S. Lewis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Threw some of that in it. Yep. So the more you know, Christianity just comes in and it's like, pa-pow. Yeah, it's trying to like colonize everywhere. 
Mm -hmm. Just like the white people colonized indigenous people. Yeah. Colonization didn't just, you know, stop with the British. Nope. Oh my God. JK Rowling is British. (gasps) She's doing it. New conspiracy theory. JK Rowling is trying to colonize the world. Well, it makes sense because she's transphobic. Mm -hmm. Right. She's trying to push her ideas onto people. Yes, exactly. Mm. And on that new note, conspiracy theory. <laughs> new conspiracy theory. On that note, I just want to say I know a lot of people have feelings about J.K. Rowling and feelings about you know supporting Harry Potter and all this kind of stuff because she's the creator of it. I mm-hmm. personally, I don't agree with her views. Nope, however, me neither. However, I grew up with Harry Potter, so this is like my childhood leading up to to my teen years and I separate that from her like yes she Mm -hmm. may have wrote it but she does not own the universe if that makes sense so I'm the same way fuck that bitch (laughs) JK Rowling was someone that I looked up to first because mm-hmm. I was like oh my god look at how well she, she wrote this like magical world mm-hmm. and she created this and I was so like just enamored with what mm-hmm. she did and it made me wanted to start writing and that's why I started writing books and stuff and mm-hmm. hopefully now I'll eventually publish a book if I ever fucking edit it but yeah that's beside the point but the like I was so enamored with her and I was like oh my god and she's a feminist and this is so great and then it's like but like transphobic and she's like nah Mm -hmm. right so I don't agree with her views I separate her from the whole Harry Potter franchise because Harry Potter is something like I lost myself in that as Mm -hmm. a kid and I went through some traumatic shit as a kid which I'm not ready to talk about with people but that was like an escape for me. So Harry Potter has this like place in my heart where like I just adore it. Mm-hmm. And I still just like, like I have this love for it that I've been to like the Universal Studios, Harry Potter Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. And just like going there was like such a fangirl moment. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a wizard. <laughs> I mean, like I was like that 11 year old me was like oh my god it's, it's happening mm-hmm. my ticket but I separate it from that because she doesn't get to take that away no from all the kids that grew up on that mm-hmm. and all the people that read that story and read those stories and watch those movies and love that mm-hmm. her just completely backward ass views on human rights Mm -hmm. don't get to destroy that yes and that's my big spiel and eli agrees he does yeah she doesn't get to destroy this because we as the fandom have taken it upon ourselves Mm -hmm. the only thing i wish is that we could find a way to stop her like financial support or like Mm -hmm. penalize her for what she's doing or try to change her mind yeah on this right but it's kind of like I don't want to cut off everybody's connection to Harry Potter and I wouldn't want to cut off my own Mm -hmm. but still 
it's hard to kind of reconcile that or supporting Harry Potter and that franchise and your love for that Mm -hmm. and knowing that she's still connected to it yeah and she's shitty yeah she's a shitty person uh so I guess to start off Melanie what's your Hogwarts house oh that is a that's a good question depends on the day (laughs) you forget to retake the sorting quiz I did take it okay Okay. but okay when I took it like a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and because I found my login which I don't know how I found my password and stuff again because I can't keep anything straight Mm -hmm. I was a Slytherin apparently okay I'm surprised by because I feel like a Slytherin in like my person just on mm-hmm. my own kind of applying that to myself but having that show up is like I thought I was hiding it better <laughs> um, no, we're not. I can see the Slytherin because a lot of people associate it with just the bad parts of Slytherin but mm-hmm. think about some of the characteristics they're ambitious mm-hmm. you're ambitious I mean you literally so I, yes and delicious Fergalicious. Yes, that's where my mind goes. Anyways, um, but you're ambitious. Think about it. You opened your own law firm. Law firm. Whole law firm. firm. Law firm. You opened your own law I firm. opened my own law firm down on the firm. I'm the firm. Got the pigs working the front desk and the cows out back. But think about it. You opened your own law firm within a year of graduating law school. Mm-hmm. And that takes was it smart who knows i mean it seems like it was smart seems like it's paying off well to just tie into that when i retook the quiz over the weekend i got ravenclaw oh which i was whenever when anyone ever asked me hey what's your hogwarts house i would say ravenclaw but Mm -hmm. inside i'd be like but kind of like a little sliver they're in Mm -hmm. just a little bit you know what's funny yeah mine is also Ravenclaw oh when you redid it no when I did it a few years ago Mm -hmm. I'm when I did it it was very close to Ravenclaw and Slytherin were my top two there was like a percentage difference between the two of them oh did you Rachel Rachel did you cheat and not do it on Pottermore no I did it on Pottermore but it's not like you don't get percentages. Well, I did on Pottermore and then we had a like a comic book day at work and we had a Harry Potter sorting quiz. So I did it then too. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had the difference. So oh. my first one is Ravenclaw. Then my second one is Slytherin. So mm-hmm. I put them both together. So I am a Slytherclaw. I also identify as a Slytherclaw. And I think I am slightly more Ravenclaw just because I would push for that. Yeah. Right? If the hat was on my head, it'd be like, Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. Yeah. I think if the hat was on my head, it'd be like, mm, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I'd be like, way ahead of you. Jesus Christ, Eli. I already took your balls. What else do I need to take? Thank you. He listened. you all. But yeah, and I was talking about this with um, my friend Grace, who's also a big Harry Potter fan. Um, And we were kind of like talking about who's, what our friends Hogwarts houses would be, which I think was pretty funny. 
And mm-hmm. also, you know how people have like um, different recalls for their dog, like here, come or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hers for Gemma is Accio. Oh, that's cool. I have heard of people doing um, like Harry Potter spells as their dog's commands. Mm-hmm. I also think that using anything besides the word come as like your recall for your dog is a great idea because running around shouting the word come is really <laughs> awkward. Yes, I agree. Yeah, she, it's Accio. So we were at a walk on Saturday and she was doing that. She's like, Gemma, Accio. She should take a wand. She should. She should. She should take a wand and like do that and then like, like see Accio, in front Gemma. of people. Yeah, and then be like, look around and be like, anyone looking? You see yeah. what I did? You see yeah. what I did? I'm a wizard. And then, like, put it away as if, like, she's hiding it. Like, mm-hmm. muggles. <laughs> muggles. <laughs> I thought about that, actually. I think I saw a video, like, right when I got Eli, or right before. Mm-hmm. I was watching all these dog training videos, because I'd never had a dog before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, typical Ravenclaw has to research. Yes. Because the only thing I do research on is something that won't benefit me you know with like school or anything because that was boring so just like dog training videos great great way to not uh research for school great way to not finish up my law degrees research about the dog I'm gonna get instead yeah that was my present to myself as well for finishing law school was Eli you got dog yeah I was like the day I finish law school I'm giving myself Eli I remember that distinctly because you were so excited to get him Uh uh-huh yeah, and I had that as, like, my goal, and then it was, like, my mom was, like, but you have to finish the law degree first, and I was, like, but look at the puppy pictures the breeder sent me, <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, but have you studied for anything, and you're, and like, I was, like, but look at the dog videos I've looked up, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was watching all these videos, and um, there was, like, a video of a, a girl who taught her dog like all all the commands were mm-hmm. the Harry Potter like spells mm-hmm. it was all like done like that and it was I was like should I do that and then I was like can I remember all of those because it's gonna be like Eli lie down fuck shit what's the word god damn it and then what is he gonna learn to lie down to i don't know is it fuck shit or god damn it <laughs> yeah really though <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what he would have learned to anyway did you do your patronus i did a while ago i can't remember what it is oh no rachel you don't have the answer for the test doesn't sound like a ravenclaw to me i know my Slytherin coming through <laughs> being like fuck the police fuck the test <laughs> uh, let me see I could probably do that right quick if I could remember how to spell Patronus that would be fantastic it's P-A-T-R-O-N-U-S Patronus language of origin uh, Latin wherever Latin words come from <laughs> 
Melanie, we took intro to Latin. We should know this. Rome? <laughs> Where Latin words come from? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, where's Latin? You're like, where's Latin? Latinia? Don't remember. Latino. Latino. Where does Latin words come from? Greek words come from Greece. So do yeah. Latin words come from Latisse? <laughs> yeah. Um, where yeah. is the Patronus Queen? Do I need to be logged in? Because I don't want to log in. Oh, you gonna have to log in. Oh, I'm gonna have to log in. I don't remember my password. Oh no, that's the problem. With, I love that trouble logging in. That's the problem with Muggle technology. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because I did make it, and I remember I did the sort of the hmm, sorting quiz. <laughs> <laughs> just, that sounded like um, you know, the sound of when when your TV would go to that like rainbow screen, mm-hmm. and it would be like, uh, you just made that noise. <laughs> uh, why is it not working? Oh, fuck you. Okay, well, I will tell you about my Patronus. Yes, you tell us while I do this nonsense of resetting my password. Mm-hmm. When I did my my thing back in whatever, a few years ago, when I got Slytherin, it was a lone wolf. Oh! Yeah, and I feel like that was not surprising. <laughs> very solitary, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when I did it this time, it was a magpie. And I was like, what the fuck is a magpie? It's a type of burb. Yeah, but like, who wants a magpie? What's that going to protect you from? But they like shiny things. Yeah, so do I. But the two of us are going to be distracted, and then we're going to both die from the Dementors. Yes, you are. And it's like, ooh, shiny. And the Dementor sucks her soul out. Just, <gasps> That's going to go real well. It's gonna go fantastic. There pretty we much go. just said, oh, ADHD Patronus. Pretty much. It's and like, Patronus oh, shiny. Is your mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, let's see. Now let's log in and see. It probably tells me what my Patronus is once I log in. It probably does. I think it probably tells me what my wand is, too. I didn't do the wand. Okay, so actually, according to the according to the Harry Potter one, my first choice of Slytherin is a house. <gasps> I know. <laughs> do you have a Patronus yet, or you gotta do the quiz? No, I have a Patronus. Mine is a Sphinx cat. Oh, one of those hairless cats. No. Yes. No. You know what that means, though? None of them Dementors want to be anywhere near you. I don't want to be near myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to be near you. No. Except the magpie. The magpie would be like, ooh, what's that? Yeah, apparently mine is a Sphinx cat. You'll be running away from your own Patronus, and I'll be running towards you like, Rachel, where are you going? I will be like, no, don't. I don't (laughs) want to be a Sphinx cat. I forgot I was a Sphinx cat. Yeah, so you blocked that out. It was traumatic. It was traumatic, okay? And my wand has a hazel core. 
It's hazel wood with a dragon core, 11 and a half inches, and reasonably supple flexibility. Supple. Mm hmm. Supple. A sensitive wand, hazel often reflects its owner's emotional state and works best for a master who understands and can manage their own feelings. Oh, that is not me. <laughs> so it says you need to go to therapy. It basically does. <laughs> Others should be very careful handling a hazel wand if its owner has recently lost their temper or suffered a serious disappointment. Oh, this is too real. Oh my and god, I should have done the wand. This is too real because I did Hold suffer on. a disappointment. If you've been listening to the podcast, you would know that I was supposed to go see Avril Lavigne this week. And Rachel, so it's not going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And we got a announcement yesterday that it's been postponed because somebody has COVID. We don't know who has COVID, though. Somebody in the tour has COVID. Okay. So I had, back when I was a Slytherin, because mm-hmm. that's what logged in right now, um, I had a sycamore wood wand with a phoenix core, 12 and a quarter inch. It's hard and hard flexibility i don't know okay it's a questing wand eager for new experience and losing brilliance if engaged in mundane activities yeah i get bored real fucking quick apparently no that's true yeah there's a quirk of these handsome wands oh i'm handsome (laughs) that they may combust if allowed to become bored yeah that's true (laughs) just explode yeah Many witches and wizards settling down in the middle age are disconcerted to find their trusty wand bursting into flame in their hand Oh! as they ask it one more time to fetch their slippers. Yeah, don't ask me to fetch your slippers. I just burst into flame. That's totally true. It happened one time. Apparently. Yeah, you weren't there. It was in law school. I believe that. may be deduced. <laughs> Sycamore's ideal owner is curious, <laughs> vital, and adventurous. And when paired with such an owner... It demonstrates a capacity to learn and adapt that earns it a rightful place among the world's most highly prized wand woods. Yay. Yay. So I'm like, apparently very aggressive and burst into flame. I mean, yeah, that checks out. (laughs) Pretty good, pretty good. That checks out, yeah. Jesus, thanks, cat. I don't like that. Anyways. Yeah, so... Yeah, Avril Lavigne got postponed. I'm very upset. We don't know when it's going to be rescheduled to. Right now they have the whole date as January 1st, 2023. And that's that's not like the confirmed date. Mm-hmm. That's just the, we have it as a placeholder. So I don't know when the actual date is going to be. And that makes me very sad. And I was being dramatic, but I was allowed to be dramatic last night. <laughs> that's why I took this week off for vacation was specifically because I was going to see that and now I'm like well I have a week off now what do I do yeah one thing we're gonna do is read some Harry Potter fan fiction yeah that could go well it could go not so well so we could go in two directions yeah so there's two directions it could go there's two directions if you want it to go in one direction you should go listen to the podcast fanatical fix and where to find them they read a bunch of harry potter fan fiction and they have read some of the yikes stuff on there 
Yeah, and one thing I mentioned to Rachel earlier is I kind of have like a have like a huh type of reaction to reading Harry Potter fan fiction because I'm like, there's a lot of characters in the Harry Potter world that are under age, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, whoa, what do we do about that, right? And we had to tread very carefully when sifting through the fan fictions to find something readable. Yes. But I found two that um, don't go in the yikes direction. Mm-hmm. So the how many? I found a, I found a few. I found mm-hmm. technically I have four, here, oh. but I'm not reading them all. There's just um, a couple parts I wanted to show you. Okay. All right. So. The first one I found is called The Day Voldemort Saw the Grim, and it's by SparkSky122. Okay. All right. So there is an author's note, and it said, I never posted this here. Whoops. I wrote this for an r slash HP fanfiction slash common slash T4AHDU slash superstitious <laughs> underscore Voldemort slash I thought I'd share. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I think it was for like some Reddit um yeah. thing, possibly. Yeah, it's very specific though. Yeah, I know. Very specific. <laughs> I will say I didn't completely read these all the way through. I skimmed them and was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's what I did as well. Okay. So at some it, there's a bold italicized underlined text. Mm-hmm says, at some point during the First War, the Grim, I saw the Grim, Voldemort muttered to himself, pacing in his chambers furiously. He had seen the large black Grim just outside the Lestrange Manor before he rushed back. No, made a dignified retreat back into the manor. Luckily, his Death Eaters hadn't been around, apart from Bellatrix, who still persisted in following him around like a lovesick puppy to his disgust. (laughs) Not even torture stopped her. (laughs) only she wasn't so useful how he longed for the day he could murder her but now it seemed like he was far more likely to die before she would (laughs) the grim Voldemort knew that what seeing the grim meant death if anybody doesn't know what the grim is uh go watch prisoner of azkaban Mm-hmm. look it up and basically the grim is a dog and if you see, it's a big black dog and if you see it it prophesizes that there's going to be death and harry saw it in prisoner of azkaban because why wouldn't he yeah it's like a wizarding world superstition yeah and we're doing a superstition episode next episode are we not rachel we are oh teaser 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 Ooh, spooky <laughs> In case you didn't know, there's a Friday the 13th in May. Spooky. Um, But no, he had horcruxes. He had conquered death himself for Merlin's sake. But what if Dumbledore knew about them? Voldemort had been so careful to not leave any loose ends, though. How could he know? Slughorn. He had asked Slughorn all those years ago now. Could he have told Dumbledore? Could Dumbledore have found some way to defeat his horcruxes? No, of course not. Voldemort was the greatest wizard. And yet, he had seen the Grim, the symbol of death. Well, death would not win. Perhaps he will retrieve his horcruxes and scatter them among his loyal Death Eaters. Not? No. 
Malfoy would be a better choice. Bellatrix, of course, she would be useful for something at least. And perhaps he ought to make another horcrux. One that he would hide somewhere nobody would expect. A tie to Tom Riddle. Dumbledore wouldn't expect him to retain any tie to his childhood. Maybe he'd use Slytherin's locket. Yes, that would work well. Himself, the diary, the locket, and the ring. The soul divided into four. No, that wouldn't work. Four wasn't magically strong enough. He'd done the arithmetic years ago. Three or seven would be best. He had the soul divided into three already, and he'd seen the grim. It had to be a sign that he should have six horcruxes. The soul divided into seven, as he had always planned. He had thought three would be enough, but clearly he thought wrong if he'd seen the grim. Perhaps he'd turn Hufflepuff's cup into a horcrux, too? Five divisions would be relatively stable. Hmm, the diary. Oh, sorry. Him, the diary, the ring, the locket, and the cup. No, six divisions. He had Ravenclaw's diadem, too, after all. Six divisions would give him a short span of time to get the last artifact. Something belonging to Gryffindor, preferably. Yes, there was no time to lose. He'd seen the grim. Death was looming, and he would not let death take him. The next thing he'd know, there'd be a prophecy about him being defeated. <laughs> Voldemort shuddered at the thought. Yes, he had a plan now. He should get started. The locket first. He'd get Black Jr. What was his name? Rake something. He'd get him. No, his house elf, the miserable creature, to help Voldemort test his defenses. Perhaps a potion this time? But first, he would give his followers his created horcruxes. They had to be perfect. They had to be protected while he created more. Yes, Voldemort had a plan now. Seeing the Grim didn't matter now. Death would not take him. Then there's a page break. Meanwhile, Sirius Black was laughing hysterically. <laughs> of course. What's wrong? Lily pottered as entering the room. I don't know, James replied, glancing worriedly at his best friend. He's been laughing ever since he came back. I, I, Sirius broke off to continue laughing before straightening, wiping away tears of laughter and grinning maniacally. I was at my dear deranged cousin's manor as Padfoot. I'm still keyed into the wards, you know, and Baldy saw me and he, he, Sirius started laughing again. He what? Lily demanded, hands on her hips. He ran away like he'd seen a Bulgart. Stood there trembling for a second before sprinting back into the manor. Who knew the Dark Lord was afraid of dogs? <laughs> <laughs> the end that's exactly like in the in the third book yeah. harry saw harry saw Sirius, right and he was thinking it was the grim yes but he got the grim and the cop yeah. as well but... for those of you who don't know and if you don't know what are you doing with your lives yeah um, serious also is why a... are you listening to this episode <laughs> that too serious is an animagus which means he can turn into an animal and his form is a big black dog mm -hmm. big black shaggy dog yes big black shaggy dog mm -hmm. who just makes me want to hug him really? i love i love big dogs mm -hmm. especially big dogs that look like wolves yeah i've been re-watching game of thrones as we know and every time i see one of the dire wolves i'm like i want to hug you i know I can't, I can't rewatch it. I can't watch, I can't watch the deaths. I can't do it. Not, I can watch all the people die in Game of Thrones. I can't watch the dogs. Yeah, I just finished the episode where we learned about um, why Ho Hodor says Hodor. Oh, I forgot. Sure. <sighs> yeah, I've been binging a lot. Yeah. And I forgot how much that hurt me. Because mm -hmm. I have all this free time now. It's great. Yeah. 
So what do you got for me? I'm, I'm not over this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going, I'm like, he wouldn't give his shit to uh, his Death Eaters. I mean, no, he does. Because really? he gives, yeah, he gives the diary to the Malfoys. Bellatrix locks the uh, cup in her. Oh my god, he does. Bank. Regular. I was like, you know, Voldemort's such a fucking narcissist. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> Forgot all about it. I'm just like, you know, he's he's such a fucking narcissist. He wouldn't do it. But he does. He splits them up. Do you know Voldemort never? Um, he always speaks in third person. Oh, does he? The whole book series. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's one of the things that you know when you've read them all like seven fucking times. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not know that he spoke in third person. I may have an obsession. Did you know that also technically his name is French, so it's not actually supposed to be pronounced Voldemort? I know, but I hate leaving off the T. It's supposed to be Voldemort. And then, you know what? I think we should fight against J.K. Rowling. And I'm going to call it Rowling. Rowling. I'm going to call her Rowling because it's supposed to be Rowling. But I'm not going to pronounce her name right now because she's a bitch. I'm pretty sure even in French, it's not Voldemort in the books. It's not. You know what they call him? Moldy shorts. Oh, no. They do call him Voldemort. But they give him, like... His last his name. name. His, his last name. last name. Yeah. yeah, it's Jedusar. What? Jedusar. So it's J-E-D-U-S-O-R. What the fuck? Because his name, so they can get yeah. it to Je suis Voldemort, is Tom yeah. Elvis Jedusar. Elvis. I know. <laughs> it is me, Elvis. It's me, Lord Elvis. Oh, Oh, my God. <laughs> a honka honka burning diary. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nagini must say. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Yes. Good. No, this okay. is not a Star Wars podcast today. Good. <laughs> you know, I've never seen any of the Star Wars. <gasps> <gasps> I grew up in a Trekkie house a household, okay? Okay, that makes sense. You it are was either- blasphemous. Yeah, you're either Trekkie or Star Wars. Yes. There's kind of no in-between. Wasn't allowed. Was not allowed. I was beaten with a stick. Okay, no. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> That's the childhood trauma she just want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I was not allowed to watch Star Wars. Then I, I'm really upset about it. <laughs> okay. What you got for me? Upset Star Wars? I, I, got, I got a thing called I wasn't allowed to watch Star Wars by Melody Flynn. It's called Arthur Weasley's News... My fucking mouth won't work. Okay, Arthur Weasley's newest toy. I'm so tongue-tied. And it's by IP82. Okay. I think I might have seen that one, but I skipped over it. Yeah. It's, um, basically... Should I read you the 
the description? If you want to. I didn't read the description on my last one because it kind of gave it away. Okay. Um, mine, I don't think it really cares. It doesn't matter, really. Okay. It just says, Mr. Weasley just came home with the most brilliant muggle contraption he's ever seen. How could he resist, resist the temptation to tinker with it? That's oh. the description. What is it? Is it a rubber duck? Uh, no, I don't think so. But <sighs> I didn't read all the way through. I just read the first two paragraphs and I was like, I have to take this one because this is okay. It, the first two paragraphs really. Uh, what's that word when um, things are really contra controversial? There we go. Okay. 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 It was a well-known fact that Arthur Weasley had an uncanny love for muggle contraptions. Every few days, he would bring in a new, strange, and wonderful device and then proceed to tear it up to shreds in vain hope of figuring out how it might work. Of course, just because someone likes to do something doesn't mean... Hold on. Of course, just because someone likes to do something that doesn't automatically make them talented for it. The fact best proven by endeavors of one Jennifer Lopez... But to both Jennifer and Arthur, the lack of talent in their chosen fields was nothing more than a minor inconvenience. You see where I say it's controversial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, they have said Jenny from the block has no talent. Well, that person is what we would call wrong. Yes, but let's keep going. Yes. Well, Jenny was more than happy to keep making her millions off misguided teenage girls. Arthur was content to keep breaking muggle technology apart in his little shed, hoping that one day he might understand at least something about its inner workings. So it was very happy, Arthur Weasley, that one summer day brought in the most strange and wonderful piece of muggle equipment he'd ever seen. He quickly said hello to his ever-so-plumper wife and hurried (laughs) off to his shed. Ever-so-plumper wife. Rude. Yeah, you you thought this was going to go well. He just said Jenny from the block got no talent. I didn't expect him to insult his wife. He insulted J-Lo. Of course, he's got a thing for thick women insulting them. And also, he uh, he says J-Lo has no talent. Yeah, that's And says J-Lo's making millions off of teenage girls. First of all, what the fuck? J-Lo was making millions off of adult girls, too. <laughs> yeah, and I would expect, first of all, like, teenage girls like J-Lo? Teenage what? girls should not be listening to J-Lo. No. PSA, don't let your like, children listen to J-Lo. No, I just, like, I don't expect, te- like, when I think, like, J-Lo, I don't think her, like, main, like people that are listening to her are teenage girls yeah her main demographic is not teenage girls yeah that's the word i was going for yes like if if you said like harry styles like teenage girls yes but if i said paul mccartney and you said teenage girls you'd be like what the fuck that's what i'm having here about j-lo mm-hmm. right it's mostly like 20 plus yes so i'm like did, I'm sorry, did you write this years ago? Oh, yes, sorry. This is published in 2006. That explains it. Yes. Yep. That, that does explain it. Yep. 
Can you Google if J-Lo had any talent in 2006? Let me just pull it up. Did J-Lo have talent? Oops. The answer is yes. In real life. Uh, I believe J-Lo has had talent in all these years because she has managed to make millions. The first, it says, does Jennifer Lopez have any talent? Lopez is a damn good entertainer, artist, and hustler. Yes. Mike Drap. She's a motherfucking hustler. She is. And she was in the movie Hustlers. Yes. A diva is a female version of a hustler. Of a, of a hustler. Of a, yes. of a hustler. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm saying, so... It makes more sense now about teenage girls. I thought that was weird. I didn't think of to check when it was written. Yeah. But anyway, makes more sense. <laughs> yes, a little more sense. Okay. So yes. So he quickly said hello to his ever so plumper wife and hurried off to his shed, eager to break his new toy apart. I'll get it this time, he murmured in his beard as he carefully set the contraption on the table and got his toolbox ready. Eagerly caressing his largest hammer, he gave the thing another curious look. Now, I don't know about him caressing his largest hammer and doing so eagerly. Mm, I don't like that. I don't know. That makes me uncomfortable. I feel like that's something that if we're comparing him to J-Lo, that reason of uh, why he might be so good at taking things apart and why J-Lo might be good at making millions makes more sense maybe both are highly sexualized Mm-hmm. it took a while to get there but i think i made the segue yes i think you did i'm gonna keep going okay 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 it was a metallic cylinder the size of a smaller school trunk it was a it was damn heavy as well but Arthur luckily managed to shrink it and put a feather light charm before snatching it away for the strange storehouse where he'd found it resting in a place of honor, surrounded by weird looking muggles in funny suits. Shaking his head at the muggle antics, he noted another interesting thing about the artifact. On the top of the cylinder were some of those funny electricity electricity thingies that blink or can be pushed. But they weren't doing anything at the moment. Strange, muttered Arthur. This usually happened. This usually happened after inspection, not before. That's word for word. Okay. One last detail Arthur had noticed in his initial examination was a strange sign on the side of the thing. Some old memory stirred in the back of his head. He was certain he had seen that sign before. Where was it? Where was it? He muttered to himself. While searching through his cluttered shed, Ah, there you are, he said fondly, as he retrieved a strange piece of metal from a junk pile on one of those shelves. He suddenly remembered what it was. Mercedes, he cried happily, (laughs) remembering a name of the automogule he had snatched the little item off. And yes, it's spelled O-T-O-M-O-G-U-L-E. That's an automogule. (sighs) yes that is how arthur spells those things that is amazing can you hear me yep okay my phone rang just there i just silenced it weird who's calling you 
My mother. Ah. Okay. Where was the automobile? And indeed, it was an easily recognizable circular sign with three even rays of shiny metal spreading from its center. At the bottom of the item were still visible traces of skewed metal where Arthur had detached the logo from its previous holder. Arthur sighed happily at his discovery before putting the stolen sign back in its place. How loud is that ringing? I can hear it. Okay, it's off now. Okay. Arthur sighed happily at his discovery before putting the stolen sign back in its place. He had luckily studied all the emblems that come with various muggle automogules <laughs> from, one of mag- from one of magazines he had found in a trash can. Okay. Collecting, <laughs> collecting plugs and automogule signs were two of his most favorite hobbies, which is why his knowledge in these areas of muggle lore ran far deeper than in any other, which is to say it was on the level of a six-year-old muggle boy. If Arthur was happy before, he was nothing less than elated now. What a luck! It must be the heart of an automogule. (laughs) The thingy that makes it go around without magic. And it's brand new, probably fresh from the craftsman. With that revelation, Arthur eagerly approached the cylinder and started searching for any way to open it up. Aha, he recognized little muggle thingies that you could screw um, screw one way or the other, <laughs> for which he couldn't remember the name at the moment. He retrieved his muggle screw-on offer. <laughs> yes. As he quickly mentally dubbed it and started playing with the screws like a little child. Half an hour later, there was a loud clang as the casing of the item fell to the floor, followed by a loud yes from an ecstatic Arthur. So it does matter which way you try to turn the screwy thingies, he smartly concluded. Arthur obviously hasn't tur- hasn't learned righty tidy lefty loosey. No one told him. No. Harry didn't tell him. No. <laughs> he was certain he had come to this conclusion before, but it somehow always slipped his mind between the projects. Maybe I should write it down, he's, he mused. Nah, I'm sure I'll remember it this time, he concluded. No, you won't. No. Unfortunately, his newly gained knowledge quickly faded away. Oh, see, it's gone. Yep. Repressed by the new wonderful images his eyes were supplying. Wires, plugs, strange little boxes, green plates, and a medical... A med- medical. Jesus a medical. It's metallic. I said medical. Well, send me off. I'm done. Yep. Ship me off. All right. <laughs> a metallic bulger in the middle of it all. All this goodies were, however, wrapped up in a heap of yellow tape and what seemed like muggle warning notes. Removed from the crime scene. <gasps> Access denied. <laughs> Evidence. Do not tamper with. No, he did it. Arthur read the labels and shook his head. Silly little muggles. Bless them, he murmured fondly as no, he removed he all the tapes it. and notes and threw them on the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> now that the sight was clear his eyes lit up once again as he searched the alien interior looking for anything he could recognize aha a plug he screamed as his eyes gained a maniacal glint and indeed almost obscured by the highest concentration of muggle labels remains uh there stood something that could only be a very unusual plug Of course it doesn't work. The poor thing had ran out of substance, cooed Arthur, while caressing the bulger-like thing fondly. 
don't worry, little guy. Uncle Arthur will fix you right up. No. I don't <laughs> if like If the contraption that. had been alive, it would have probably shuddered in fear. <laughs> yes. Accurate. Next half an hour, Arthur had spent struggling to set up his cables, pincers, and power generator without electrocuting himself or setting his shed on fire. Few times he was interrupted by the flapping sound of muggle heliocobbler thingies <laughs> that were frenetically flying around the landscape, but he was too busy at the moment to give them a second Jeez, thought. I wonder why they're flying around. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Finally, after Lord knows how many tries, he managed to correctly connect his diesel power generator, power cables, and tongs to the end of them. He finally had his electricity supply <laughs> with a tongue with a tongue in each hand. Oh, it's now spelled as tongue. Oh no! <laughs> with a tongue in each hand, <laughs> he carefully approached the artifact, ready for another round of toss the coin power rewiring. <laughs> okay. You see, one of the Arthur's more shrewd conclusions was that there is half-half chance for any muggle plugging to work. He never quite figured out why was this. But he supposed that was the reason for all that hash muggle workshops keep reporting. That is a difficult sentence to try to figure out. Huh. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt that. I don't know what it means. But I do like all the weird words here. Yes. Agomobile. I go mobile. He closed his eyes and threw a mental coin. Uh, then reversing the coin's decision, he quickly attached the tongues to mental thingies sticking from the strange plug and jumped back, half expecting a fireworks to start. But instead of that, all the funny little blinkers on the panel came to life and the artifact started humming with life. Yes, I win, Arthur yelled, <laughs> while jumping about the shed and pumping his fists in the air. Merlin, muggle trinkets are so much fun. When he calmed down, he approached the ar artifact again, eager to see some more electricity at work. His elation somewhat dimmed when he saw that there weren't any of the funny wheels and cogs moving, even though machine-like sounds coming from the thing was, were getting stronger and stronger. Strange, he mused. I don't see anything moving over here. Where do you attach the wheels, then? <laughs> With a slight disappointment, but ever-increasing curiosity, Arthur realized that his first estimate, the artifact, was an automogule. Hart was incorrect. Actually, that was painfully clear now. Mm. So he thinks it's an automogule heart. So I guess he means an engine. I'm assuming he means an engine. Yeah. Or maybe fuel heart equal engine, maybe? Maybe? <laughs> maybe? Cylinders, maybe? I don't know. So why would a heart need one of these Teflon visor thingies attached to it? Especially one showing a painting of an elephant. Or is it a pair of glasses? <laughs> he mused, inspecting the LED panel more closely. What? As the humming reached its peak, there was a soft click, and to Arthur's delight, the little red picture changed. Arthur blinked, trying to figure out what was the new picture representing when it changed again. He leaned back, pressing at the display from afar until it finally dawned to him. 
ah, I heard about these. This must be one of those new number showing Teflon visor thingies. Brilliant. He mused, bouncing with excitement. What? I don't know. So the first picture was 007, the second 006, and now it's 003, he mused, peering at the display with newfound understanding. I think I know what it is. I don't know what it is. Is it a bomb? No. When 007, 006, and now it's 003. I don't think it's counting down. Are we sure? Well, they skipped five and four. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, Nope, definitely not an automobile heart. He finally concluded, nodding to himself in confirmation. Besides, who's ever heard of a Mercedes sign in black and yellow? (sighs) Ridiculous. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. (laughs) Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. (laughs) At that exact moment, the LED display had reached 000, which was signaled by a slight bing. Oh, it can sing too. How delight, was Arthur's last comment before he, along with the surrounding three square miles of English countryside, was transformed into pure energy. Oh. Uh-oh. Maybe it is. Oh no, is it a bomb? <laughs> Might be. Arthur never found out that the resulting crater and a surrounding nuclear waste na- wasteland were named the Burrow and were considered a forbidden zone during the course of a neck of a next couple of centuries. Oh. He would have probably found it fascinating. Is it a nuclear oh it was a nuke? Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> It says, just a little dribble to keep you occupied while I'm fighting with writer's block <laughs> on the newest chapter of another one she, this person's writing. Oh, that was a nuke. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he, uh, he stole a nuke. He stole a nuke. Oh, my God. Well, he did think J-Lo had no talent, so. You know what? He, he, then he deserved to get blown to bits <laughs> by that nuke. <laughs> So, Rachel, sometimes I set you up for things and you really don't need to walk into that. <laughs> I'm just saying that almost every episode I've set you up to walk into a really controversial thing to say. And, I mean, the wooden legs, <laughs> all of these things, and you just go straight for it. Listen, I'm just, I'm cranky. Let me be cranky. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, nuked. He deserved it. He deserved it. <laughs> he, he stole it from a crime scene. He called his wife ever plumper. He deserved to get new. Yep. Oh my god. When you were describing it, I was like, what the hell did he take? And then you said crime scene. I was like, oh no, what did he take from a crime scene? And I thought it was maybe an engine because maybe a car accident. Mm-hmm. And then when and then you I said- was like, did they take like a freezer thing? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, there's going to be a body. Oh my god, he's gonna find it dead. That's then I thought like, oh no, he took like something that has like body parts in it. Mm-hmm. And then you said when it was counting down, I was like, wait, did he take a microwave? <laughs> I didn't think it was. Um, I didn't think it was counting down because it was like the way it was written was like 007, like like James, James Bond, Bond yeah. style, right? It wasn't written like time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. I liked how the the words were spelled out like he didn't know how to like he knew hearing what they were mm-hmm. but how they were spelled out how he must have like thought 
about them like yeah. automogule like that was that was funny yeah that was funny that was good oh my man um i've got one here it's called first potion flesh hold on i need to move around yeah rustle your giblets I'm rustling my giblets mm-hmm. my giblets need rustling yep they do rustling giblets here mm-hmm. giblet wrestling time making extra giblet wrestling over here okay i'm i'm, I'm ready all right you sure no okay i'm now i'm now i am now prepared meow meow yeah, yeah. Okay. This one's called First Potion Lesson. And the summary is James and Sirius First Potions Lesson in Hogwarts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me, does this get a little bit romantic? I don't know, because I didn't read it. You picked something you didn't read? I skimmed it and was like, yeah, that looks good. Okay. I read like the first two paragraphs of that one I just read you before I picked it. <laughs> At least I read two paragraphs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. I, I like skimmed the first part of it and then I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, we should try to get close to the Whomping Willow too, Sirius called. We need to take some time to blend in to realize where we are. We can't do stupid stuff on the first week. We'll have seven years for that. James reminded him with a smile. I know, I know, but I need to do something daring, stupid, and brave so my parents would be finer with the fact I'm not in Slytherin, Sirius sighed. <laughs> don't worry we'll think of something like that next week anyway how do you think the potions lessons will be i really enjoyed transfiguration but potions were always a big thing in my house so i'm curious to see how this lesson will be james told his friend that was just the same sentence written a different way (laughs) you shouldn't have high hopes about that the professor's just looking for kids from famous families to join his fancy club sirius mentioned Meaning, I'm going to have to deal with him since I'm from a famous family and all. James smiled and got inside the classroom. They went to sit in the back of the class. Hello, students. I am Professor Horace Slughorn, the potions master. I'll start by reading names. I'm sure we'll have a few stars this year. Black Sirius, the professor said and looked around. Looked around. Looked to Oh my God, looked around to look for Sirius. That was hard to say. He found him in the back of the class. Everyone already knew he was sorted into Gryffindor, but it doesn't mean that it was normal. Here, Sirius muttered. He heard enough stories about Slughorn and he could assume what will happen next. How come you're a Gryffindor? Every single black was in my house in Slytherin. Your cousins, your parents and grandparents, they were all in Slytherin. So how do you find yourself in Gryffindor? You are a black. Professor Slughorn asked Sirius. I guess I'm not like them, Sirius muttered, folding his hands. He saw that coming. He heard it so many times this week, and he wasn't sure what he thought about it. He always felt like he did not belong to the Black family, but now it had physical proof because he is a Gryffindor. Slughorn wasn't sure what to say about that, so he continued reading the names. After a few names, he got to Evans Lily. Here, the red-haired Gryffindor who sat in front of him, who sat in front, told him, she sat next to a Slytherin, Snape. He was the one from the train. It was pretty weird for a Slytherin and Gryffindor to sit together. Professor Slughorn also raised an eyebrow on that, but didn't say anything. Professor Slughorn read a few more names, and then he got to L. Lupin Remus, but no one responded. Isn't he our roommate? James whispered to Sirius. 
I don't know. I don't think I saw him. I got the feeling it's just the three of us, Sirius whispered. There is an author's note saying that that first week that they were there, there was a full moon. So Remus was probably in the hospital waiting the whole time because you know werewolf time. Mm -hmm. Was he supposed to have gotten it, like, had been born with it? Or was he attacked? He was attacked. But, like, as a child? Yes. I thought he was, like, not, not, like, at, I feel like he wasn't in first year, though. Well, he was, but it just, but based on this, it seems like he was probably, if there's a full moon, he was probably just in the hospital wing mm-hmm. at the Whomping Willow. His parents probably wrote a letter to the headmaster and was like, yo, my boy's a werewolf. We need somebody to watch him. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it's bugging me. Because he was a... <gasps> he was turned when he was four. I just yeah. Googled it. Don't you, you don't remember that? He talks about it in the books. I, see, I have not read them in a, quite a while now. He was attacked by Greyback, I think was the name of the werewolf. Fenrir Greyback. Yes, that's the one. Because Fenrir is the same yeah. one that attacked Bill. Yeah, it's just before his fifth birthday. Yeah. Oh my god, it's been so long. I, need, I want to do a reread. Yeah, I need to do oh, a reread need to as re-read. well. I need to do a reread as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I don't think I saw him. I don't know. I don't think I saw him. I got the feeling it's just the three of us serious whispered back. Where is he, Gryffindors? The professor asked them. We don't know, professor. The year's only begun and we barely saw him. We're not in charge of him. He can disappear if he wants to. Serious shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, the professor muttered. But the look on his face testified he recalled the reason one of his students was missing. He knows where Remus mm. is, Sirius stated, while the professor talked to Mary MacDonald, who was also Gryffindor. I wonder what happened to him, James mentioned as the list moved on to Molsaber. We could ask Molsaber. him. Mulciper. I can ask him when he reappears, Sirius offered. You think he would answer? It's not like we talked to him before, James reminded him. It's never too late to start a friendship, Sirius smiled. James signed to Sirius to be quiet because Slughorn got to the letter P and he would soon have his attention on him. Paget Blake, the professor said. That's me, one of the Slytherin boys said. Pettigrew Peter, Slughorn continued. Here, the fat boy from the boys' room shrieked. Potter James, the professor looked directly at him, not waiting for confirmation that it's him. You are Fleamont's son, he stated. Fleamont, that's quite the name. Yeah, Fleamont. Fleamont Potter. That Hmm. sounds like Abercrombie and Fitch. It does. Like, (laughs) Fleamont and Fitch. Fleamont and Potter. Uh, Yes, James nodded. You're probably going to be the best student here in class, right? I'm so glad to have someone from a potioner's family. I can't wait to teach you, Slughorn said gleefully. I'm fluttered, Professor James smirked. He was awkward. I'm fluttered? I'm fluttered is what it says. <laughs> I'm fluttered. I'm fluttered. <laughs> I'm fluttered. I go down right down to this, the river and I just like, you know, I'm fluttered. I'm fluttered, yeah. <laughs> Professor. I'm fluttered. James smirked. He was awkward, but he tried to hide it. You should be. I'm honored to teach someone like you. Slughorn smiled at James and continued to read the names. Oh my god. Is he going to be like this all the time? James whispered to Sirius. He was a bit baffled from this conversation. I think he will. I told you he was just looking for famous kids. Sirius muttered. 
I don't want to be his potions trophy. James called as quiet as he could. Set of Snape Severus, the professor said, and the boy from the train raised his hand to sign he was there. I have to ask, why do you two sit together? You know each other somehow? The professor was curious. Even if they met on the train, students from different houses wouldn't sit together most of the time. Yes, we grew up in the same town, Cokeworth, Severus answered. And Severus is the one who told me I'm a witch, Lily added, smiling. That's not something that happens every day, the professor nodded in approval. You you already found your precious someone? Aren't you a bit young for that? James teased her. At least you could find someone less ugly, Sirius added. Oh, jeez. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Lily groaned. Calm down. The year has only begun. Don't start fighting. Slughorn scolded them. Talk a lot, Lucinda. It's me. I'm Lucinda. It's a pleasure to meet you, Professor. I can't wait to start learning with you. Potions is such an important subject, and the best part is the fact that my head of the house is the one who teaches it. Learning spells is not the only thing wizards can do. We should never forget that. Our journey here is only the beginning, and we are going to have seven great years with you. I'm sure of it. We couldn't ask for a better teacher than you, Lucinda rambled. Lucinda, Lucinda, you laid it on way too thick. Just a tad, just a tad. Way too thick. Like, I feel, like, good idea, but, like, too much. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, miss. Professor Slughorn nodded to her, enjoying the flattery. Merlin, what was that? Sirius asked, shocked. I guess she just talks a lot, James snickered. (laughs) No wonder that's her name, Sirius laughed. After he finished to reading all the names, that's exactly how it's written, (laughs) Professor Slughorn started the lesson. I have converted you into a grammar police. (laughs) You have. You are such a little shit now with reading these. <laughs> You're just like, oh my god, they misspelled this. What a bitch. Such a bitch. Like, what did they, did they even pass the fourth grade? Ew. Mm-hmm. I think they're illiterate. Uh, they definitely are. I bet they don't even smell good. Yeah. Um, potions is a very important lesson. You'll need to be subtle and precise or else the whole potion can be ruined. This lesson will not be easy. It's not your wands we'll use here, but your brains. You'll need to be delicate and listen carefully to everything I say and make sure you do everything right from your books. Since yesterday was a full moon, I thought it would be nice to do your first lesson on the moon phases. Do you know who is the witch who studied the field the most? Mr. Potter, I'm sure you know. James sat in silence for a moment, not sure what to answer. He needed a clever answer, not a chance he let himself be Fleamont's son here and just answer the question straight. He had his own personality, and he needed to prove that to the professor. Well, someone who hasn't slept the whole night, that's for sure, James laughed, and was pleased to hear giggles from the rest of the class. Oh, uh, Mr. <laughs> class Clown. Oh. And the- also, are you getting the vibe, like... Remember when Snape did that? Yeah. In the in the book? Yes. Um where he was like did that in like the first yeah, class he was like we're these... going to talk about werewolves. Yep. <laughs> I want you all to figure out about Remus right now. Figure it out because I hate him. Mm-hmm. Uh the professor wasn't sure what to do with this answer. I think she slept that night and checked the ingredients in the morning. The answer the answer is Hesper Starkey, if I recall correctly. 
she was in the same year at Hogwarts as the headmaster. She spent many years studying how the moon's phases affect the potion's fabrications. Hesper? What kind of name is Hesper? James whispered to Sirius and rolled his eyes. A pureblood's name. That was the name of my great-grandmother. I was named after her husband, Sirius, and unique names are always interesting, Sirius stated. I didn't know that, James muttered. He knew Sirius for only a week. He didn't know if Sirius would laugh with him about the joke he made or it would insult him. Mr. Potter, I'm sure you'll know the answer to this question. What magical plant needs to be picked in a full moon? Slughorn asked another question. Sir? (laughs) Slughorn is giving me, like, law school trauma vibe right now, okay? Like, I'm having flashbacks. Oh, no. This is Socratic method. (laughs) I'm sorry. Where they just, like, torture you. They, like, randomly pick you. And they just, like, ask you questions. And Mm -hmm. then just, like, pick and pick and pick and pick with question after question after question. Oh, Oh, it's horrible. Sorry. Sorry. Slughorn's the worst, so let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Sir, I think you're mistaken, but I'm not my father. I'm not supposed to know everything about potions. We are here to learn. This is your job to tell us that, James stated. (laughs) He said it in a polite voice, but it wasn't very polite. (laughs) Uh, Professor Slughorn was taken aback from what James said. He didn't expect that answer at all. Anyone knows the answer, he muttered. But he was so baffled by James that he didn't notice the two kids in the front of the class raising their hands. See, Professor, you don't need me to answer. The couple from Cokeworth know the answer. James <laughs> teased the two kids. Lily and Severus shared a look but weren't sure how to react. He wasn't nice on the train, but they couldn't blame him for using them to avoid answering the professor. He shouldn't know the answers just because his father was a potioner and they did raise their hands. Yes, Miss Evans, the professor gave her permission to answer. I think it's Fluxweed, Lily said. Correct. Three points to Gryffindor. Slughorn smiled. He was a bit surprised she knew the answer. What potion is brewed in one full moon cycle, Professor Slughorn asked. The two at the front raised their hands. Now you, Mr. Snape. It's Veritaserum, Severus answered. Very good. Three points to Slytherin, Slughorn nodded in approval. I knew they would know the answer. Maybe now he'll stop picking on me, James whispered. Don't count on that, Sirius whispered back. The moment this lesson will be over, he'll ask you to join his little famous club. They didn't listen for the rest of the lesson. Slughorn didn't even let them brew a potion yet. He just explained about cauldron types and files. The lesson was very boring. Sirius and James waited longingly for the suffering to come to an end. (laughs) That sounds like my law school career. (laughs) Because it's just Socratic method is the worst. Because they don't pick anyone with their hand up. They only pick people that don't have their hand up. They no. don't want to answer, right? They just call on people at random and then just like force you to participate. Mm, don't like and that. Like, it's like torture. It's mm-hmm. just like you, you're always on edge because you're you could be called on to answer it at any time, and then they keep asking you questions because they might just like keep on one person for the whole time. There was mm-hmm. one prof I had who who only had like. By the end of the the whole term, he only probably knew about eight or nine people's names out of the whole, like, 50 people in that class. So mine was not one of them. So I escaped. 
Uh I just kept my head down, kept my mouth shut and never like drew attention. I never went to the bathroom. I never moved. I never like shifted. I was just like, I will be very still. I will do nothing. I will not sneeze. I will not cough. I will not do anything to draw Mm -hmm. attention for him to ask me my name. Mm -hmm. Because if he knows your name, he will go, Melanie, what's the answer to this? And Melanie will be like, I I don't know. I don't understand anything. What's law? I don't know. (laughs) Don't shoplift. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about Harry Potter? Potter? Um, Sirius and James waited longingly for the suffering to come to an end. When the lesson was over, they quickly collected their belongings and walked towards the door, but the professor stopped them. Of course he did. Mr. Potter, Mr. Black, can you stay for a moment? The boys rolled their eyes but stayed in the classroom waiting for the rest of the students to get out. What is it, Professor? James wondered, even though Sirius told him earlier what Slughorn wants. Since both of you from very famous families, do you want to join my little club? It could really help <laughs> you. The club. <laughs> it could really help you in the future. It could open a lot of doors for you too, Slughorn offered. Professor, you do not want the first black in Gryffindor in your club, and we both know it, Sirius stated. <laughs> Thanks for the offer. <laughs> Thanks for the offer, Professor. But please don't forget that I'm not my father. I want to figure out what I'm good at, what I love to do, and that's not necessarily potions. I know about my family potions making heritage, but I want to do something else, Professor. I'm sorry, but I must decline. James answered politely. He didn't like this, Professor, thinking he was just like his dad, trying to impress him because of his family. These seven years weren't going to be very fun in potions. <laughs> All right, tell me if you've changed your mind, the professor said, disappointed. The boys nodded and quickly got out of the classroom. I don't like him, James called. I told you he would be like that, Sirius reminded him. I know, but how can we deal with him for the following seven years, James groaned. We'll prank him, of course, Sirius grinned. Now you're talking, James chuckled and grinned as well. And then there's a page break. At his office, Professor Slughorn sighed and drank his tea. He didn't, expect the, he didn't expect the lesson with the first years to be like that. He expected that Fleamont Potter's son would be the best student and answer all the questions. And he couldn't figure out if this child didn't answer on purpose or if he really didn't know the answer. He can never imagine that two random kids from Cokeworth who didn't live in the Wizarding World would answer the questions and not James Potter. How would two kids from Cokeworth be better than the son of the best potion maker of the century? Not Cokesworth. Those kids are just, you know, the poor kids, not the poor. Those kids are trash. They didn't even grow up in the Wizarding World. Oh my goodness. Trash. Cokesworth. Oh, how drab. (laughs) You sound German there. He's trying to be posh. Oh, yeah. He's trying to be rich and posh, you know? Trying to be, I was trying to be, you know, fancy. I wasn't even trying to do an accent, just, oh, you know, how how drab. Cokesworth. Mm -hmm. I I bet they didn't even, they, they don't even use um handkerchiefs oh oh Cokesworth isn't even in the muggle in the in the in the, <laughs> in the wizarding world 
the end. And that was it? That was it. Oh. Remind me of how much I dislike Slughorn. Mm-hmm. I don't think of Slughorn very often. No, I don't either. But then every now and then, like uh, the Harry Potter fan fiction podcast, Fanatical Fix, will find something that mentions Slughorn. I'm like, oh yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> I, I don't think of Slughorn very often. But mm-hmm. when I do... I think of the, um, you know, in the movie, that movie, the sixth one, right? Half Blood Prince, yes. Yes. And when he takes the Felix Felicis mm-hmm. and he's going around, and Daniel Radcliffe is just having the best time of his fucking life. Oh, he's. That part. Yes. That whole like sequence of scenes, that is my favorite thing. I fucking love that. I could watch that all the time, but him talking to that professor too, right? Like, oh, that scene, especially where he's like with the pincers. Yeah. That scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole sequence, though, of him on that, on that Felix Felicis, and he's like whispering and like just, just like he should be talking like at the funeral and everything and like. Yep. He's just so giddy. Yeah. It's just so fun. I fucking love it. But that's, sometimes I think about Slughorn and that's what I think of. Or I think about that scene in the movie where he's a chair. I also think about how that scene and then people who make the Jenna Marbles edits and Jenna Marbles oh. reading Harry Potter and it's like, hey, bitch, it's me, your chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know what, like, that's all I think of of Slughorn, right? Like, he's such a disposable character to me mm-hmm. that I only remember him in relation to those two, like, visuals yep. to me, right? <sighs> anyway, uh, I have a really short fan fiction. Okay. And I was really hesitant first to read this one. Okay. Because of the the uh description i was okay. afraid to read it i was like uh oh this okay. could be real bad okay. right it's called i don't want to cool. and it's by bob dash the dash blue okay and it says the description is so it's rated t first of all it's mm-hmm. rated teen so it it's it could be you know it could be problematic right mm-hmm a little worried it said an alternate scene in goblet of fire sees harry attempting to get out of the tournament and then in all caps it says pimp harry that's right i said pimp harry and that is why i said what um what does that mean um and i was worried I have questions. So reading it, right? Yeah. I have questions. I was like, I have questions. I have concerns. This could be really, really bad. Yes. Right? I was like, uh-oh. But I'm very concerned now. It's uh, not so bad. Okay. It's it's like uh, not something you're going to have to edit out of this podcast, Rachel. Okay. Okay, good. 
so. It's not me yelling into the void. No, no. So, you know when you watch all those TikToks of, Harry, did you put your name in the gob of the fire? Fire! Yes, I've made one of those TikToks. (laughs) And, yes. And you know how they're like, that was not what was in the book. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, basically, this fanfic author decided, you know what? What if Harry just decided, I'm not fucking doing the tournament in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right? So let's rewrite that scene with Harry saying he's not going to do the tournament. Okay. So if, you know, the actor for Dumbledore can just decide to, like, say, hey, boys, I'm not even going to talk quietly or play this however I should, mm-hmm. then you know this fanfic author can be like i'll just rewrite the whole fucking scene and harry's not even gonna do the fucking tournament okay so that sets the scene for this all righty okay so it just cut it goes straight into it okay harry potter is the fourth triwizard champion said mr crouch to an angry mob uh i mean the gentle crowd of wizards and witches (laughs) There were mixed feelings in the group, to be sure, regarding this development. Mm-hmm. I don't want to participate, said <laughs> Harry. <laughs> There's nothing that can be done, my boy, said, said Dumbledore. Harry walked right up to Dumbledore, looked him in the eye, then reached back and pimp-slapped the fuck out of the old man. Hard. What? Very hard. Like he was a hoe short a C note. Oh! <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. So, just, just to recap, Harry just said, I don't want to participate. Dumbledore was like, there's nothing that could be done, my boy. Or whatever. Yeah. And as Dumbledore would... And should say, because he's all sweetness and all like, oh, yeah, sweet boy, we're bringing you to death. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? And then Harry just walks up and pimp slaps the fuck out of him. And it says, like, he was a hoe short a C note. Oh, my God. Now, Rachel, I may be a little out of touch, but I don't know what the fuck a hoe short a C note is. I don't know either. Would you do like? Could you do a little Google? I need to know these things. Let me Google this and see. We'll probably... I feel like it is ho without. I know. I think ho short a C note. I think you need to be, and a C is just the letter C. A note, like I wrote a note. Oh, hang on! It's bringing me. Why air conditioning? No. Ho. Oh, short AC note. Oh, short. Hang on. Short. Oh my god, I cannot spell. Uh, C note. Oh, my internet apparently doesn't want to cooperate. C note is a slang term for $100 banknote. Oh. Where C is the C note, where the C and C note refers to the Roman numeral for a hundred oh. printed on the hundred dollar bills. Mm. The more you nice. know, yeah. 
those hoes be counting in Roman numerals. Hell yeah, them hoes know Latin. Yeah. <laughs> those Roman hoes. Yeah. Those be Roman assholes. Those hoes be Roman. They hating, <laughs> patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. <laughs> this is the musical episode as well, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everything has a musical episode now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So it's a so, hoe without a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. So yeah. So he pimp slaps, mm-hmm. and the room was deathly quiet. And now Harry says. I have just assaulted one of the judges for the tournament. As per the rules, this is grounds for being disqualified. And since I publicly admitted guilt, disqualification is automatic. Mouths dropped in shock at Harry. I really don't want to be in this tournament, Harry says. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know about that rule? Asked a stunned Mr. Crouch. Standing behind him was a pissed off looking moody. He says, with Hermione Granger as my best friend, I heard just about every rule to this tournament over breakfast since beginning of term. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to strike me so hard, Harry? Said Dumbledore, crying like the bitch that he is. (laughs) It was therapeutic. (laughs) The end. Dun, dun, dun. You know, Moody's like fucking shit, man. What do I do now? <laughs> I've been outsmarted by Hermione Granger again. Or actually, sorry, Barty Crouch Jr.'s like fucking shit, man. What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Why didn't he just? <laughs> this is how you know those. Um, how it should have ended. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of them for that's that should have been one of them for Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Just bitch slap Dumbledore. <laughs> I've assaulted the judge. <laughs> I can't be in the tournament anymore. There's a rule. You can't assault. There's the gotta judge. be a rule. And there's gotta be rules in the tournament where you could have gotten out of the tournament. I didn't even think of that. There probably is. And why didn't there Hermione been a disqualification? Like, why didn't Hermione pipe up and say something? Yeah. Hermione, you little bitch. Why did you let Harry participate? Probably the only way out was death. Maybe if he, like, hurt himself, severed a limb, you know? Mm. Uh, Lost his memory. What if he just ran away and went MIA? (laughs) (laughs) You know, probably the only way out was to get expelled from school, and Hermione was like, I'm keeping that to myself. No, Hermione was the worst. That's the worst punishment anyone could get. It's worse than death. Yeah. If it was death, she would have told him. Why do you think she... Harry only uses Expelliarmus because being expelled is worth it. <laughs> That's his only hope, actually. He's just doing that because he wishes to get expelled because then maybe the trauma that is being inflicted on him by Dumbledore will go away. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, please expel me. Please. I need to get away from this man. He's trying to kill me. Please. It's not Voldemort. It's Dumbledore. Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore. been trying to kill me this whole time. He's he got Dumbledore. this prophecy and then he told people, okay? He told people about it and then now he's got a man trying to kill me. He's got a man with no nose trying to kill me. Yeah. And he, he, it's his fault though. And Dumbledore's like every year like trying to push me toward him. He's like, hey, I put the 
thing that the, the mean guy with no nose wants in the bottom of the school. And Harry, don't go there, but it's there. But don't go there, but it's over there. But don't go there, but here's all the clues. But don't go there. And then he's like helping. Yep. Right? Like, motherfucker. He's like, oh, Harry, by the way, you're a horcrux. Um, just an FYI. So that means you have to die. Yeah. NBD. Mm-hmm. Just no big deal. Oh, Dumbledore's the worst. Dumbledore is the worst. He's such the worst. I don't know. Have you seen any of the uh, Fantastic Beast movie? I saw the first one. I okay. haven't seen the rest yet. Okay. I really uh, like the first one, though. The first one was really good. I did like the other two. My only complaint with the Secrets of Dumbledore is obviously... The recasting of Grindelwald, but you know, yeah, Johnny Depp was robbed. Do- Johnny Depp was made for that role. Yes. Anybody who disagrees can fight me. Johnny Depp is a chameleon mm-hmm. who can play just about any role out there. I'm not sure there's any role that he couldn't play. No. Right, and I fucking love him. He's been my favorite actor forever mm-hmm. and he better win this fucking trial man i don't i think he should win it on the technicality that amber heard's lawyers are idiots <laughs> they are hearsay i meant to ask i don't know if actually you know what speaking of that i meant to ask you mm-hmm. what when you okay hang on when they object and they say hearsay what does that mean Okay, so hearsay is basically not something that you've personally witnessed. Like, I could testify to something and say, like, okay, I saw this person stab this person. But I shouldn't be saying, like, hearsay would be like, oh, uh, Lexi told me that Johnny stabbed Brittany. Mm -hmm. Right? That's hearsay. Okay. someone told me something right okay instead of that like if i've if i know that then in the finding of facts before we get to the trial Mm -hmm. we would go like the person who told me that we would have tracked that person down and put that person on the stand to get it from the horse's mouth okay speaking of horses they won't shut the fuck up eli agrees he says right out of his mouth. Okay, because I was, I'm, and I know I said this to my friends. I'm like, I'm gonna ask Melanie what hearsay is. Okay, I just muted for a second to follow Eli. Yes, <laughs> it gave me a little mute symbol on my end. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. That seems like the only objection that they know is hearsay. Yeah, there. It's quite the interesting thing going on over there. Yeah, it is. This is not a Johnny Depp trial podcast, though. <laughs> I mean, we could do an episode. We could. You're a lawyer. We could talk about the lawyery shit. Yeah, we could do an episode on some more true crime or even mm-hmm. just, just, some, just some other, you know, 
some crazy shit mm-hmm. some crazy nonsense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how old were you when you uh first discovered the potter of the harrys i was what year did the first book come out that came out in what year did this book come out 1997 wow (laughs) god so i think i was probably seven or eight when i first came across them okay i i first saw the movie the first mm-hmm. movie, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. So I saw that in theaters first because mm-hmm. my mom had read the books. The couple that had been out, I think only the first two, maybe mm-hmm. like the first three had been out. And she took me to the first movie and wouldn't let me watch the the face burning off part. Oh. She covered my eyes, and I was like fighting her to like see the see it. I was, like, so excited about this movie, and I fell in love with watching the movie, and then started reading the books, just like like ravenously. At that point, I was eight. Yeah, eight. Okay. So interesting yeah and then i think the fourth book had just come out or was was just coming out recently at yeah. that time so i remember that what i was doing was like i was reading the first like the first three books had been out so i read the yeah. first three and then the fourth book came out so i read that and then as i was getting older as each book came out i would read all of the books up again until the book came out and stuff and try to like do that mm-hmm. and kept reading them and reading them and reading them. Yeah. Cause I remember going to see, I think it was prisoner of Azkaban in theater. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was prisoner of Azkaban. I remember seeing that in theater and I remember going to deathly hallows part two in theater with my parents and my sister. Mm-hmm. And I did see all the other ones too. I think I went with friends for some of them, but I remember because the books always released when I was at band camp. Yes, I was a nerd. I went to band camp. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. You don't talk about what happens at band camp. You don't talk about what happens at band camp. Um, well, technically that band camp closed, so we could technically talk about it. But anyways, um, <laughs> it just closed recently, so maybe it's a bit too soon for people. Um, <laughs> I remember that a lot of like the older kids the ones who had driver's license Mm -hmm. would go to the midnight release of the book and buy it so they would have it for like the rest of the week because it always came out I think in the middle of the week when we were at bank okay and then they would leave get it and then they'd have it to read for the rest of the week that must have sucked I would always go and get it Mm -hmm. like right the day it came out and then be like avidly reading it mm-hmm. and both my mom and I would be fighting over it so sometimes we'd end up just being like okay here's the thing you and I will read it together mm-hmm. we will chill go chapter by chapter reading it out loud to each other because we can't 
decide who gets the book because we wouldn't buy two copies (laughs) because I would buy my like first edition hardcover Mm -hmm. and then like she wouldn't buy a second one Mm -hmm. and like especially when I was a kid and I was like 12 like I didn't have my own money Mm -hmm. I was like we'd buy them like my mom would buy me a book yeah like our book then but yeah. yeah My parents would do that too. They'd buy the books and like, I would read it. My sister would read it. Then my dad would read it. My mom still has not read all the Harry Potter books. Oh no. She's on Order of the Phoenix and has been on Order of Phoenix for probably the last like five, six years. (laughs) (laughs) Order of the Phoenix for five years? (laughs) Yeah. She keeps forgetting about it. Oh. I'm like, mom, get your shit together. Well, yeah, I guess I wouldn't want to read about Sirius's death either. Yeah. But the thing is, she don't want to do it. Well, the movie. So I'm like, just read the books, mom. And she's like, yeah. One thing is, the one of the books that I never have reread is the last one. And I would like to go and reread again. Mm -hmm. But I never reread the last one. So like after I finished the last book and I watched the the last movies, mm-hmm. I went. I never have reread any of them, and I reread passages of the last one because the last one was used a lot in that course I took in university about like the mm-hmm. religion and pop culture stuff because mm-hmm. I did a project on how Harry Potter and Christianity kind of line up. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I never actually sat down and reread the last book. And I think it was so traumatic, especially Dobby's death. Dobby's death killed me. Yep. And the Fred and George split. Yep. You can't split them up. I remember being in the back of the car reading Deathly Hallows. And I remember reading the Dobby scene and silently crying in the back of the car while my mom and my sister were talking up front and there's just like tears hitting the page of the book mm-hmm. it was so dramatic oh. I sobbed like snotty crying like the worst tears like ugly ass crying like Kim Kardashian I- crying yeah like not worse than that actually like snot coming out everything i was like dobby oh my god like uh, you would have thought like dobby was like my child mm-hmm. Ugh, Dob- dobby was the one of the hardest right because dobby to me is like it's like seeing like an animal die on screen yeah right like i always cry when like dogs die on on screen or like Mm -hmm. not always but like I really it's really hard to watch animals die in movies and stuff right or books and stuff yeah it is so I think Dobby was that like perfect kind of cross between like creature and person Mm -hmm. that like it just hit me and I was like no and he's like Harry Potter. I'm like no, in his arms. It's yep. still, it gets me. Yep, that's rough. One of these days, I'll reread that book. One of these days, we'll go through the trauma again. 
<laughs> the spine, Rachel. <sighs> I should do a rewatch. I did a rewatch recently. I used to rewatch the first, uh, the first Harry Potter movie. Every mm-hmm. time I was sick from school, I would end up rewatching the first Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. It was that, and whose line is it anyway? <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was to a point where I could recite the first movie. Mm-hmm. And my mom could unfortunately recite the first movie, which she was really unhappy about because she hates rewatching movies. Oh. So I tortured her with that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty <sighs> good. I like rewatching them. I I like rewatching some stuff. There's some <laughs> there's some movies and TV shows and books and stuff that are just not they're not rewatchable, not rereadable stuff, but mm-hmm. there's some that you just have to. Yeah. And Harry Potter is that like ideal one. Yeah, it is. It pulls on your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Definitely does. Anyway, so I did the intro. So it's only fair you do the outro for the rest that of is... our podcast careers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Read that. okay. <laughs> All right. It's written in blood, is it? Yeah, it is. It's on the wall here. All right. It says, okay. It says so... it right here. It's, on the, it's just like the Chamber of Secrets, but it's on the, the podcast. Yep, and also, as this is the first episode in May, we're going to announce what our movie is for a movie watch. And what movie is it, Rachel? Drumroll, please. It is Doctor Strange. And Rachel, will all our movie watches be Marvel? No, not all of our movie watches will be Marvel. So if you have any suggestions of movies you want us to watch and react to, you can message us on Instagram. We are Inconsistent Podcast One on Instagram. You can also send us a message on our Facebook page. It's just Inconsistently Consistent. Or you can send us an email if you have a list. And we are Inconsistent Podcast One at gmail.com. Is that it? I guess so. Like, Is that how we end things? Like and review. Leave us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. If you don't, Dobby's going to continuously die over and over, and it's going to be your fault. Yeah, it's on a loop. Exactly. We have it on a loop. It's it's your fault, listeners. Mm -hmm. Share us with your friends if you think you have a friend who would like this podcast. Mm -hmm. And we are out for this evening. Bye. Bye.